Hi and welcome or welcome back. This is the Harmonic Fuckery Podcast. I'm one day late and my name is Rachel Nepero. I'm your host. So today I want to talk about 2021, just looking back on the year and trying to figure out if the year actually sucked the way that a lot of people are saying it did. And I mean, of course, first off, of course, another year with the pandemic and with people dying and with people having to take really, really significant precautions to not get infected with COVID and not being able to see your friends whenever you want to, not being able to go certain places that you want to. Of course, that sucks. So I have to get this out, out of the way first. So whatever I'm going to say about this year isn't supposed to minimize that fact that of course it sucks that so many people are dying and so many people are sick and the world is a little bit shitty because we have to be so damn careful uh, who we interact with and how we interact with them and yeah it's all really annoying and horrible but I want to talk about everything else that happened in 2021 so I want to talk about some of my personal goals. You could also say um, my New Year's resolutions that I made at the beginning of the year. And we can look back on whether I was able to achieve those goals or whether I wasn't. And spoiler alert, it's going to be really depressing because (laughs) I didn't really hit my goals the way I wanted to. But I think that that can be, I don't know... um, entertaining or even empowering for some of you who also didn't reach their goals this year and I just want to tell you like it's fine it's okay that this wasn't the best year ever for you it's okay you made it through this year um, and you survived somehow and sometimes that's all we can really do and even if you weren't in survival mode mode the entire time you not really hitting your goals or fulfilling your New Year's resolutions, like that is the most normal thing ever. Uh, You should not feel ashamed for that. So yes, I'm going to go through my personal goals for 2021 and I'm also going to talk about my music because this was an important year for me and my music. And I think that that's, you know, kind of kind of significant um, for me that I started making music under a completely new artist name and I built a new social media presence that of course isn't really big but whatever. Um, I also released two new songs under that artist name and I'm kind of proud of that and I'm also going to talk about the music journey throughout the year and trying to you know remember all the important moments. Okay, so let's start out with my personal goals. I have this little piece of paper here where I tried to really describe what I wanted to do in 2021. And it was so much. It was insane how much I wanted to do this year. And let me just explain the situation to you real quick. Because at the beginning of the year, I was still doing my internship. Um, I don't even know what, what I should call the the internship company that I was with um 
I don't know how to describe it in English, but it's basically this institution where they do courses for for grown-up people who are not in school anymore. And it's not like college, but it's more like in your free time, you can learn different things that you want to learn. Like you could learn Italian just because you feel like it, or you could learn to sew your own clothes or something. I don't know what that would be called in English, but that's the kind of institution that I was with for my internship. And I hated it. It was absolutely horrible. It was such a shit show. I was completely burnt out. Not because it was so difficult to fulfill the different assignments that they gave me. It was because I was like so... Uh, I I was not doing anything meaningful to me. And I was not really... Um, I don't know what it's called. I was like... It's not like... I don't want to sound super conceived and, and mean and like... The work there was like below me but that's what it felt like they gave me all this these really stupid tasks it was basically a bullshit job it was like i mean of course on paper for the company the job makes sense but for me trying to see results from what i'm doing trying to see that i'm making an impact it was absolutely a bu bullshit job where i'm just sitting in front of excel spreadsheets and um doing all these stupid boring things and in case you don't know I'm a social work student and this was supposed to be a social work internship so I was supposed to really um, be in contact and, and have conversations with people and try to help them in their lives and you know kind of create something meaningful through that and that just didn't happen and a lot of that had to do with the fact that the whole country was on lockdown because of covid so I guess my internship would have been more fun in different circumstances, but still, even in different circumstances, for such a huge amount of time, every single day, I was just sitting in front of a computer instead of talking to people and working with people the way you're supposed to in social work. So I was in this horrible situation, very unhappy with my life, very burnt out because I was just doing all this busy work that had no point to it and no higher meaning to it, and it made me feel terrible about my life, and I was so deeply unhappy and so mentally unwell that I just wanted to change everything about my life like going forward I thought as soon as I'm finished with this internship which was just like I, I think after January, January I was done with it so beginning of February I was able to leave because I was done with the 22 weeks that I had to do there so it was like, if I survive this one month, my life can be so different and I'm going to do all these cool things. Which, of course, was completely delusional. Because, of course, when you're in a shitty situation and you feel like you're kind of trapped in a bad situation, you're like, oh my god, as soon as I'm out of here, I'm going to appreciate the freedoms that I usually have so much more. And I'm going to be so grateful and so proactive and I'm going to do so many great things with my life. Which, of course, doesn't happen when the time comes and um, I realized that and I learned that the hard way. So that's the circumstances of me making these New Year's resolutions. That I was stuck at this internship and that I thought that I could do all these amazing things once I got out. Because I thought I would be so much more grateful and happy to get out of the internship that I would use all this freedom that I had to like make the best life that I can to be my own best version, you know? So... <laughs> That was 
the issue basically and I made this plan where I said that from January till April so the first four months of the year I wanted to focus on health and well-being and the most important for me were sleep exercise and diet so I wanted to get my sleep cycle um I wanted to make it a little bit more regular and get my eight hours of sleep every night and go to bed the same time every day, wake up the same time every day. Because um, when I was at the internship, I would always stay up late because I was so frustrated that um, this horrible job had taken up my entire day. So whenever I was in bed at night and I was watching TV or something, I thought I cannot let this day end because... This horrible job has taken away so much of my time. I want some more time to myself. So I always stayed up super late and I had horrible sleep habits. So that's what I, why I wanted to get my sleep cycle in check and um, make it a little bit better. But that didn't just have to do with the internship. I just have a very serious sleep disorder or at least I had it. And now I just have bad sleep habits and bad sleep hygiene. So um, I'm still actually working on that and I still don't have a great sleeping schedule. So that was a big fat fail on my behalf. And then exercise. This one's tricky because I started exercising, I think, in February. And I think I was pretty consistent with it. I worked out very consistently, I think, from February till... May or something? I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe I'm maybe I'm talking absolute bullshit right now. But I think at some point during the year, I don't know if it was February or if it was April or whenever it was, I was very consistent with my workouts. And that means for me that I worked out five to six times a week. So it was very intense. Uh, I did the Chloe Ting video workouts. I did the Pamela Rife video workouts and it was great I was having a great time of course there were days where I didn't feel like it but it was just so important to me and I'd never in my entire life prioritized working working out like that so that was such a big success for me but I kind of fell off the bandwagon when I um when I got surgery because of my endometriosis and I couldn't work out for a certain amount of time and then the scars didn't heal and they were still infected and hurting and burning like crazy. So I didn't really start again. And now that my scars have closed up and they're not infected anymore, now I'm kind of not in the rhythm of, of doing it. So I don't have any momentum going right now. So it's so hard to start again. But that's definitely something I, I still identify as this person who did workouts five to six times a week. I still identify with her. And I think that's a great starting point because I don't identify anymore as somebody who just sits on their ass the entire day and doesn't move at all. Uh, so I think it's a good starting point that in my mind, I'm still this person. I just need to find a way back to those habits again. And I think I can definitely do that in the new year. Um, I even got some, some little weights, like little dumbbells and some um, resistance bands for Christmas. So some workout gear. So I guess that will also make it a lot easier to work out because whenever I needed weights, I um, always used water bottles and that was 
a horrible, a horrible time because um, the water moves inside the bottle and it makes you kind of focus on how wobbly and weird the bottle feels when you're really supposed to focus on how your body feels and whether you're doing the movement correctly and whether you have uh, good form and good posture. So, yeah, I think I... I think I didn't fully complete this goal of really establishing exercise on, in the long term as a habit of mine, as a daily habit. I didn't really do that, but I achieved it for a little bit and I think I'm, I'll still be able to get back to it. So that was a bit of a success. And then diet, I don't really know honestly what my goal was. I mean, I, at that point, I didn't live with my parents, so I had to take care of myself and since I was so burned out from my job, I remember eating a lot of junk food at night. I remember that I didn't have the strength to make myself a warm meal at the end of the day because I was so burned out and so depressed that I literally just didn't get up from my bed anymore. So my goal was to eat better, um, but I didn't have the strength and the energy in me to do that for myself because I was also living with uh, some roommates and I never wanted to be in our shared kitchen because there were, were certain reasons why I didn't want to spend time with them and I why, why I wanted to avoid these roommates so that made it even harder for me to be in the kitchen and make myself some food so I just ended up eating like a bag of chips at night so that's why diet is on that list and that just got better automatically since I moved back in with my parents and most of the time my mom cooks and she cooks in a pretty healthy way, I guess. And I don't really have to take care of it right now, which is great. And I have like this built-in healthy diet mechanism by living with my parents. And then there were also some less important points in health and well-being that I wanted to tackle from January till April. And that was mindfulness, minimalism, living in the real world and creating small things. Now I remember mindfulness for me, it was kind of a meditation practice, establishing a meditation practice, which I didn't do at all. I didn't even try, honestly, because it just takes five to ten minutes to get started every day. And like five to ten minutes, that's nothing. But I didn't even really try. I remember at some point I tried to do some habit stacking by just attaching it to my workout habits. So whenever I was done working out, I would just sit in silence for five to ten minutes and try to meditate to really make sure that I could clear my head and really calm down and then I would go take a shower um, after the workout so I kind of almost established it at some point but not really and I'm not sure if that's something I want to keep working on in the future because I don't know if it's worth it to me and then uh, minimalism I mean I am already pretty minimalist. Like there are certain areas of life where I'm not minimalist. Like I have different clothes that don't all look the same. I don't have like this DIY uniform of always wearing the same shirt every day. That's not my reality because I just like to express myself through my clothing. So I enjoy having choices and it doesn't actually give me peace of mind to wear a uniform every day. It actually just makes me feel like the most boring person ever. And uh, yeah, I like to express myself through my clothing. So yeah, there was just what I'm saying is there are certain areas in my life that I um, didn't 
really that I'm not really applying minimalism to and that's okay for me and there are other areas where I'm very minimalist and that's also great and I I just have to kind of remember that there has to be some a regular um there has to be some sort of regular decluttering process happening in my life because stuff just accumulates especially on my laptop or on my phone so if I'm in different uh messenger groups on my phone and it automatically downloads every single picture that is being sent to me of course it's going to clutter up my my storage or if I'm on my laptop and there are just a million things that I always need to download or that I need to check out or there are some or especially emails like I get so many emails from yeah and, and they're all like necessary like I need to be um, people from from college need to be able to reach me so it just accumulates so I have to just establish some routines to make sure that stuff doesn't accumulate that much and that I catch it before it becomes this whole mountain of trash <laughs> that I um, don't really have any control over so um, yeah that's still something I'm working I'm, I want to work on and I don't think I really actively tackle that in this year and mind you we're still within the first four months of the year what I wanted to establish in those four months so that it would be like a given for the rest of the year and for the rest of my life and that just didn't happen and then being in the real world that was about me trying to get rid of my media addiction because just like most people I know I'm kind of addicted to my phone kind of addicted to social media and um, also I watch way too much YouTube and Netflix and I wasn't able to do any of that during this year because honestly there are so many limitations to what we can do in this pandemic which stuff that we can do safely I mean of course you can do a lot of things and you can be reckless but I don't, I don't want to do that so often it feels like watching something on my laptop is my best choice and it's it's not I mean I could also read a book or do a crossword puzzle or whatever. There are so many things I could do, but I just didn't find it in me to tackle this addiction yet. So maybe that is my big mission for the next year. I don't know. I definitely didn't tackle it from January till April. I definitely didn't. And creating small things, I don't know what that means. I think it, that thought process was that there's this idea somewhere. I, th I found it somewhere on the internet, guys. I don't know where it came from. But there was this idea that you're more happy and more mentally stable if you produce more than you consume. So basically laying in your bed and watching Netflix all day means that you're only consuming, you're not producing anything. But if you produce a lot, that would mean, for example, that for half of the day you're literally just making music or making social media content or making... I don't know, making something in your garden or building something, you know? Basically anything where you can see that your actions lead to progress. Uh, that's the idea, that that will make you happier than just being this consumer who just takes stuff into their system without putting anything out. And I don't know if I can say that about myself. I don't think I can. I don't think I tackle that. So that was January till April. And I think it's becoming clear that most of these things I didn't do. And then from May till August, I wanted to focus on expansion and fulfillment. Wow, that sounds so, that sounds big and weird. 
Um, I wanted to do some social anxiety challenges to make sure that I am keeping my social anxiety in check by just forcing myself to do certain things to like expand my little bubble of what I can do without an anxiety attack. And I didn't do that specifically, but I think my social anxiety went away to some extent this year because I did other things. I just automatically did some things that made me feel brave and like I'm not anxious all the time. So that's good. I don't think that my social anxiety really limits what I can do in my life anymore. And I don't think it has to be like an action item anymore on my to-do list or on my... um new year's resolutions list so that's great that's just something that took care of itself um it's not a big topic in my life anymore and then the next point was uh, making and sharing creative content consistently which i did not do because here's the thing we're talking about may to august so that was when my internship was already over but guess what Having online college lectures is also not that relaxing and fun. It's really annoying. You have to do so much shit. And um, I didn't find the time and the energy to really build my social media presence and to actively make content on, on a regular basis. The only thing, and I have to say that to make sure that I'm not saying negative shit about myself, I started making this podcast and I've been doing it consistently every week since I started and I think this is the 12th episode or something so I've been doing this for a while and I'm so proud of that and it's the first time I can really bring myself to do something like this regularly and I think I want to implement that in my other social media um, areas too so I kind of want to start slowly like I want to for example post a cover song a short video of me doing doing a cover song every week on a certain weekday and once I get that up and running then I can add something else like on another day in the week I want to post a short little video of me talking about something or I don't know what what you know I don't know what <laughs> what what exactly my strategy is going to be but I think I can use the momentum from this podcast to uh, start other social media habits too. So I'm kind of optimistic when it comes to that. So yes, I did fail at making this a habit in, in this past year. But I'm not giving up and I don't think I completely failed because at least there's this podcast and <laughs> there aren't a lot of people listening to this. I don't think basically any anybody's listening but whatever you know I'm still being consistent and I'm keeping the promise to myself and I think I can use that for other types of content and then I also wanted to try new things outside of my comfort zone and that was so unspecific that I I have no idea what I wanted to do specifically here like I, I get the notion of wanting to do something outside of your comfort zone and being brave but I don't know what I was thinking about. I, I think I was assuming that by summer 2021, COVID would not be a thing anymore. So I would be able to do whatever I wanted. And I think that I was assuming that it would come to me in the summer what I want to do. But it didn't because uh, COVID still was a thing. And it was still very complicated to do stuff. 
Um, so yeah, also very mixed results here in the May to August time, whatever, you know, in, in this time span. And then um, the last four months of the year, September till December, I wanted to focus on love and friendship, which is so funny because that is exactly the time that I met my now boyfriend. Uh, it was in October <laughs> and I've definitely prioritized love and, you know, romance in my life. And it's kind of funny that I planned that out kind of at the beginning of the year and now somehow I'm in this relationship and yeah that's amazing <laughs> uh, but I didn't know that at the beginning of 2021 so I had some other goals um, my first goal was like I called it honesty and grace so kind of like being honest with people telling them what I actually think and how I actually feel and what my boundaries are while also being like graceful about it like not being obnoxious about it being like not nice, nice is the wrong word, but being like polite and um, polite also sounds kind of wrong. It's not what I mean. It's like trying to say things in a way that aren't unnecessarily hurtful to the other person. Of course, sometimes when you set a boundary, it's going to be hurtful for the other person. You can't really avoid that. You're going to let somebody down at some point if you have boundaries and if you have your own needs that you want to be able to meet of course you're going to hurt somebody at some point but the point that i was trying to make is that sometimes you have a choice you can say something in a more or less harmful or hurtful way to the other person and i wanted to focus on that like being honest but not hurting somebody unnecessarily and i also don't know how i wanted to make that like a measurable goal i i think that's not i think i didn't really think about that but <laughs> uh, let me think about that let, let me think about whether I achieved this goal I think to some extent I did I mean I can be pretty honest with my boyfriend and I feel like whenever I say something where I feel like he might not like it I still say it in a in a nice and and polite way and try not to hurt his feelings so I guess I kind of I kind of implemented that and I think even I think also with my parents for the most part the way I communicate with them I think I do say what I mean and say what I want to say but still try to say it in, in a way that doesn't unnecessarily hurt anybody so yeah I think I kind of achieved that but come on that's not a concrete measurable goal like what a horrible goal that was what a horrible new new year's resolution and then the next point was actively seeking connection and building friendships. Wow. Wow. I just failed 100% at this. I mean, I did build the relationship with my boyfriend. But friends? I mean, I, I got to know um, my boyfriend's friends. Um, his, like, little social circle. And I actively tried to go to their gatherings and tried to get to know the people. I did do that. But as for my own friends, like from college, I'm kind of isolated right now. And not just because of COVID restrictions. Like I could hang out with more people and still um, and still stick to the COVID rules. But I'm kind of not doing it. Like it's so much, it's so much work and time and effort that goes into my relationship. And the, the rest of my energy and effort just goes into college and kind of surviving the semester. 
Um, there's like no time and effort left for friends and that kind of sucks. But some of my friends are coming over um, at the beginning of the new year uh, on my birthday. So I guess that could count as seeking connection and building relationships. But wow, once this very stressful time this semester is over, I really have to work on keeping my friendships alive and like not losing contact with these people because you know it's it's also kind of it's also kind of complicated because some people that I thought were great friends at the beginning of the pandemic it turns out that they are anti-vaxxers or that they're kind of they don't like believe in modern modern medicine or whatever so I'm kind of turned off by that. It's not that I think they're bad people. Like, I don't think anybody's a bad person. I don't think good and bad person as a category exists. But I think they're, like, terribly wrong <laughs> about not trusting modern medicine and not trusting the vaccine. And I just feel, feel like this whole topic, without ever... I've never fought with them about this. I've never, like had a real conflict with them about this but i heard their attitudes and i was like fuck i can't hang out with, i can't hang out with you anymore um because it's dangerous like if somebody doesn't believe in the medicine and they don't get vaccinated and they are kind of like mad about the regulations and they kind of don't want to stick to them and they want to hang out with all their friends while not being protected like, that is dangerous for me. Like, I, I can't hang out with you. I'm sorry. It's nothing personal. It's just that the decision you make puts me and the people I love in danger. So I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. And I never said that openly to them because I didn't want the conflict and I didn't want to fight with them. But that just kind of put so much distance between us. So I kind of lost touch with them. And since they don't really believe in modern medicine, um, I talked to one of them right before I had my surgery for endometriosis. So I was I was like, whatever, I'm just going to ignore how they feel about COVID and how they feel about the vaccine. Um, I'll just stay in touch with them anyway. And then I was texting one of them before my surgery and she was kind of, she was trying to talk me out of the surgery. And let me tell you, this surgery is the reason I even got diagnosed. And the surgery is also the reason that I then on top of my diagnosis, got prescribed medication, which now, for the first time ever in my life, makes my my cycle and my periods, which don't exist anymore, bearable. Like, I don't have to go through excruciating pain anymore. And this was so helpful. This whole procedure was so helpful to me. And this girl was trying to talk me out of it because she doesn't trust modern medicine. So that made me kind of mad. Like, I was, I was grateful, of course, that she tried to be there for me or that she tried to... I don't know, help me, because I'm assuming that's what she was trying to do, but it felt like so harmful what she was saying, and I was like, wow, I'm so glad I have my own opinion, like, if I was not as strong and confident as I am right now, if I was more vulnerable to this kind of narrative, maybe she would have talked me out of the surgery, and she would have talked me out of the medication, and I would still be living with this excruciating chronic pain, which made my life, like, unbearable, so, yeah, that's kind of my issue with my college friends. <laughs> Sorry for going on a bit of a tangent there. But that's part of my 2021. Like, kind of losing touch with friends that I appreciate very much as people. That, but that I was like, I can't hang out with you anymore. Like, I'm sorry. Like, maybe we can hang out once 
endometriosis isn't so present in my life anymore. And once I'm getting like used to the medication, like we don't have to talk about the medication anymore. We can kind of avoid that topic. And maybe once COVID is over, we also don't have to like, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be a topic whether somebody is vaccinated or not. So maybe then we can be friends again. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I think once COVID is over, I won't be in my hometown anymore because I'll be moving across the country when I'm done with college, which is uh, next summer. So I guess um, the time for me to be friends with those people again will probably never come because then I'll be gone. Yeah, so so much for me seeking connection, building relationships. Like there are some friends that I just have, that I just have and that I keep even when I'm not actively in touch with them all the time. And I think that's very valuable to my life. And I think, like, I'm very grateful for these, those people. And, of course, people come and go. Like, it's okay if somebody leaves my life because we just lose touch with each other. But I hope I'm not going down this road where I don't have any friends anymore because all I do is hang out with my boyfriend or be alone or hang out with my family like that would be kind of bad I still want to have friendships but I've been neglecting that for a while now and another point something else I wanted to do this fall and winter was accepting conflict and hurt as necessary and helpful wow like I still have such a long way to go there <laughs> um, like this whole topic of me not knowing how to deal with the fact that some of my friends are anti-vaxxers and like kind of are skeptical about like the whole COVID thing and whether COVID is real or whether you know we should all just we should all just get infected and then we'll get through it and then we we will survive and it's going to be so natural and we don't have to get vaccinated oh my god I can't but I'm saying that now I'm saying that on this podcast I'm not saying it to these people's faces and I'm still very afraid of conflict and I'm very, extremely afraid of getting hurt in relationships and friendships. For example, today I was I got really scared because my boyfriend had texted me back in over 24 hours. And it was at a point in our text conversation where I had said something that might have rubbed him the wrong way or might have made him mad at me. And I didn't hear back for over 24 hours and I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, what if he's... What if he's angry at me? What if he insults me? What if he leaves me? Like, I was so scared of getting hurt and getting getting left or abandoned. Like, that was still very intense. So I think I still have a long way, way to go there. And I'm not really great with conflict. Definitely not. So I'll carry that with me into the new year. And then my next point was authenticity. Also very unspecific. I don't know what I really was trying to achieve by that. But I think that's kind of included in like the whole being honest spiel so okay so as you could see my own personal personal development goals for 2021 were not fulfilled and they were not met so I hope you can feel better now about uh, your own failed um, new year's resolutions that you might have had mm. and I I forgot to mention, I think this is a great transition into the next topic because at the bottom of this page it says every week I will do at least one thing to further my music creation journey. And I did not. <laughs> I have not been making music for so long um, because I'm so caught up in, in college stressful stuff, you know. And 
Yeah, so that leads me to the new topic that I just briefly want to touch on because this episode is already getting super long. Um, basically, um, at the beginning of the year, I was still trying to look for a new artist name. So I guess this is the time for me to kind of tell you about why my artist name is that the way that it is. It's Rage in Apparel, and that's because when I was at my internship and I had to do all these stupid bullshit job tasks... <laughs> Sometimes I had some time in between where I could actually do something to kind of wake my brain up and make it a bit more present again. So I did something that didn't have anything to do with work. And I know that I'm being a bad person <laughs> by doing that at work uh, on company time. But, you know, that's what I had to do to not completely lose my mind. And I was kind of thinking about... In those moments, I was thinking about what I should do with my music career once I have time and energy for it again. So once the internship is over. And we we all know how that went. So when the internship was over, I didn't really do a lot for my music. But anyways, I did think about a new artist name. Because before this year, my stage name basically was Bordelemi, Which was based on the personality disorder Borderline. And on my old nickname at school, Lemmy. So it was Borda Lemmy. And I didn't like the name anymore because um, a lot of people from my old school followed me on that account. And I felt kind of like trapped and stuck in the past and it didn't feel right. And I also didn't like being attached through my name to this personality disorder. Because at that point when I, at the point where I um, chose this name... I still thought I had borderline personality disorder because it had been diagnosed. But then later on, my therapist took a test with me again and she, she tested me for BPD again. And she realized I don't really have it because a personality disorder doesn't just go away. So only because I pos tested positive for it at some point and then later I tested negative for it, that basically means I never had it. I just had symptoms that kind of looked like BPD, but they weren't really BPD because BPD doesn't just go away, you know? So I realized I don't even have this disorder. So why, like, it feels kind of offensive to use that as a stage name when I don't even, I can't really speak for the BPD community, you know? So I decided not to use that name anymore and I needed a new one. And I knew I couldn't use my real name, that's on my ID and stuff. Like, I couldn't use my real name because it doesn't really work that well in English. And I also knew I kind of wanted to separate my artist persona from who I am as a person because I still need to get a normal job in the real world. It's not, it's not that being a musician isn't a real job. It's just not a real job for me right now because I'm not making any money from it. So basically, I still have to get a different day job. And... I still want full, free, artistic expression in my music. So I want to sing about sex. I want to sing about getting drunk and stuff. But if I want to be a social worker and I want to be a role model for children or for teenagers, I can't really have these lyrics about sex and, and drinking and stuff. I can't have that attached to my real name because I wouldn't want an employer to find that when they Google me. So I didn't want to use my real name. So I was like, Whatever, what, what am I going to do? And I decided that Ray uh, is a great first name. And I just like the sound of it. I like the way it looks. I like the way it sounds. It's all good. I decided that I wanted to take that 
as a name, but then I also, also needed a last name or just something else because Ray on its own is not enough as a stage name. And I um, was a big fan of the Netflix series Black Mirror. Well, not, not all of it, but, but I really like the episode San Junipero where there's this uh, lesbian couple and they basically they live together forever after their death in this beautiful town of San Junipero and like it's this whole futuristic thing about people being able to live forever in this simulation of a town in like the 80s or 90s and it's very it's a very beautiful epi episode and it's about queer people so of course I'm absolutely um 100 in so I just used Junipero as my last name um inspired by this uh this episode and that was my thought process that's why I used this name and I started I think I made my new Instagram profile um in March or something or February I don't know but I made it and as I already said before I didn't really make content for the page regularly and I didn't really build my social media persona or something and I didn't really make a lot of music I mean I'm proud that I made um, Yorkie's song, which is also based on this San Junipero episode, and I also made the song All of Your Friends, which I'm also very proud of, and I released both of them, so that's great, but two songs for an entire year, that's not a lot, and that's not enough for me, and I'm not really happy about that. Um, I also had my first real live gig um, this year, there was this little, I don't know, there was this organization that helps refugees in the Mediterranean and they made this little um, information booth um, in, in, in my hometown and they wanted some sort of musician to accompany them or to um, just make music next to their booth so people would pay attention and would come to their booth and get some information about saving refugees. So of course I was very happy that I could help with that so I played there. I took all my equipment there. I took um, an amp and my mic and my guitar and it was a lot of fun and very exciting. So my first real gig, I'm really happy about that. Um, that was fun. That was exciting. And I hope that I get to do it again at some point because I don't really know how to get gigs <laughs> as a musician. I don't know how any of that works. So that's kind of sad, <laughs> but I hope that I will get opportunities again at some point in the future um, to do something like that. So that was fun. That was a big thing that happened. And what else happened in my music? Honestly, nothing else. Like <laughs> I felt at, at the social media strategy, I didn't make a lot of music. It was kind of a shit show. Um, I think the last, the most recent thing that happened in 2021 with my music, well, it's not really music related, but it, it was music related at some point. I made the song, I wrote a song, I didn't fully make it or produce it, but I wrote it. And um, it was, um, it was something about sex, you know, and <laughs> I, it was about some kinky stuff. So I asked this photographer who is also a rigger. So he's in the bondage community and he ties people up and takes beautiful photos of them. And I asked him, 
um, if he would do a photo shoot with me for this song that I'm working on. And long story short, he's my boyfriend now and we take pictures together or he takes pictures of me a lot of the time and it's kind of not attached to to my music anymore and I never really finished that song and we never really did that specific photo shoot but we keep doing photo shoots together and um, I have gotten a lot of followers out of this because whenever he posts photos of me on his page he always links my profile so people come to my profile and they follow me because of these pictures which is kind of a double-edged sword because I'm happy that they're interested in me and that they follow me and that they give me more reach on Instagram. But it's not for the right reason because I want people to pay attention to me for my music and not for some sexy pictures on my boyfriend's page, you know. And I feel like they're like low quality followers for not not that they're like low quality people. That's not a thing. Low quality people don't exist, but they're like low quality followers for my purposes because they aren't fans of my music. They just want to see me half naked. So <laughs> that's kind of a double-edged sword. And I'm still trying to wrap my mind around how I can use that to my advantage or how I can get Instagram to recognize me as a musician again and not as an erotic bondage model, you know? So yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. I didn't really reach any of my music goals this year except yeah except that I uh, released two songs but I wanted it to be way more songs and I didn't really reach a lot of followers I think I have like 180 followers right now so that's less than a lot of private profiles have and I'm trying to actually have a social media presence so that's I don't have a lot to show for it but I think that it definitely has to do with the fact that I don't have time and energy for mm -hmm social media or even music right now so this was kind of a disappointing year for my music but I think I have reason to hope and yeah kind of yeah I have reason to hope that in the new year that will change because things will get a little bit less stressful and um yeah somehow I'll make it work and things will get better and I'll see you in the new year. Well, I won't see you. I'll, I'll be laying in my bed just like I'm doing right now, talking to my phone like a crazy person. But you'll hear from me again in the new year if you want to. And I'll talk about what I want to do in the new year, maybe. Or I don't know what I'm going to talk about. So now that I'm thinking about it, I think that'll be my birthday. I think the next episode is going to be on my birthday, if I'm not mistaken. So, see you, I guess. I hope you're having a great New Year's Eve and having fun and being safe. And I'll see you in the New Year. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time and for your attention. And <laughs> um, yes, I'll keep doing this podcast in the New Year. That's something I know for sure. So thank you for being here and goodbye.